This is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. Penalty pain for England in the World Cup quarterfinals, dumped out by reigning world champions France on Saturday night. No Pompey to talk about this evening. Their game at Accrington called off due to a frozen pitch at the Crown Ground. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Your guess is as good as mine. Get in touch. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. Put your name at the end of those as well. You can tweet in using at expressfm, email sport at expressfm.com or find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. I'm only joking, really. I've got Joe Wood and Tom Malley alongside me this evening up until 7 o'clock too. We'll talk about England's defeat to France on Saturday night and we'll also preview Pompey's next fixture. They take on Stevenage in the round of 16 of the Papa John's Trophy tomorrow evening at Fratton Park and we'll review what happened last time out for Blues Red Action in the competition. Chance for Swanson. Swanson to end the game! Pompey are going to round three! Dane Scarlett and Zach Swanson on target at Portman Road on the 22nd of November. Send Pompey through to the round of 16 of the Papa John's Trophy. We want your thoughts tonight, Pompey fans, on England's performance over France on Saturday, as well as your score predictions for tomorrow's visit of Steve Evans' side to PO4. Welcome to Express FM. You join us here on the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and thank you once again for joining us here on the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South getting you across Hampshire and through the South Coast with a minimum of bus. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you in your local area. So as I mentioned, this evening we'll be mulling over the Free Lions defeat to France in the World Cup quarterfinals on Saturday evening and we'll also preview Pompey's next fixture as well. It's not quite a big of an occasion as the Papa John's Trophy but it's up there. It's up there. And it's a chance for the Blues to get to Wembley uh, for what would be the third time in four years if they do manage to reach the Wembley final of this year's competition. Just three wins between now and then. Can they do it? We'll find out tomorrow evening when they take on Stevenage and we'll preview that game later in this evening's show. But without any further ado, let's welcome on tonight's guests and joining us over the phone lines, we have Mr Tom Malley. Tom, good evening to you, pal. Good evening, mate. How are you doing? I was good, Tom. Um, and then Saturday came around. Um, I woke up. I was happy. Um, the game at Accrington was called off. That was quite joyous. It was a weekend we knew that Pompey weren't going to lose. That was quite interesting to, to wake up to. And then, of course, uh, the events happened at the Arbite Stadium in Qatar. England knocked out of the World Cup quarterfinals in quite devastating circumstances as well, Tom. Um We'll start with that tonight. 2-1 to France, the reigning world champions. And 
before we do analyse the game any further, mate, you, you get knocked out of the competition by the reigning world champions and arguably now the favourites of the competition by a goal margin of just one. It's not the worst way to bow out. And in the words of Kenny Jacket, it's a good way to lose. Oh, no. I'm taking that back. That's Do a joke. <laughs> um, to be honest, I've, I've kind of forced myself to go over it pretty quickly. Mm. Just not, uh, the, the less I have to speak about it, the less I have to think about it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it was France, world champions. I mean, I, if we're going to go out to anyone, I'd rather it be someone like that rather than, for instance, if we were Spain or Portugal going out to Morocco, I think that would hurt a little bit more. But, you know, France is France. Um, Marnie... Uh, sort of asterisks on that were the referee was horrendous and huh. Harry had a shocking penalty other than that not many other complaints I thought we played well and just is what it is yeah well I apologise Tom um, I know you mentioned that the, the, the less you talk about it the less you can be upset about it but yeah. quite frankly no Pompey game this weekend we, we've, we've got to talk about it um, <laughs> but alongside you don't worry you don't have to do it all on your own we do have Joe Wood alongside us and for once Joe you don't have Barry alongside you from 1898 no I've been, I've been released own. from the shackles <laughs> you've been released from the shackles you are on your own tonight but no thank you very much for coming in no worries um yeah, so we start off with England. Um, and as Tom's rightfully mentioned, you know, you, you've got all these big upsets happening in, in this in this tournament, as we see with most tournaments, let's be honest. You know, Germany not making it through to the knockout stages for two consecutive World Cups. Um, Morocco beating Spain, beating Portugal. They're through to the semis. They take on France. If we are going to get knocked out of someone, you can't be too aggrieved that it is France. It is the reigning world champions and one of the favourites to win the competition. But... No, uh, yeah, you lose to <laughs> lose to the reigning world champions. There's no shame in that. However, um, England miss a penalty, go home, name a more iconic duo. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've we've all seen this film before. Um, I do think this film has a different ending, though. If I'm honest, yeah. um, we kind of, as, as Tom mentioned there, you, 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 we were able to kind of, or at least certainly, I've been able to kind of go okay well you know we've we've had a good we had a good tournament yeah um i know that if you look on the surface of it the quarterfinal maybe isn't quite what was expected of this group but at the end of the day gareth southgate doesn't do the draw you know he didn't decide to go up against france that's just what the way it shook out yeah and there's a very real chance that france go on and repeat and, and win the win the world cup again so I would love. I I honestly believe it's not over for this group of players, and I think a lot of that um, that, that that thought process behind what Joe's mentioning there, Tom, in regards to you know it not being over for this group of players is that it, it is still a, a very largely young squad. Okay, you take out maybe Harry Kane and Jordan Henderson, but the likes of Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Phil Foden, to name but a few, in three and a half years' time when they go to. Well, hopefully they go to USA, Canada, Mexico, assuming they qualify, of course. But they go to the next few few tournaments, uh, Germany in 2024 and the Euros. These are players with a lot more experience under their belts. They've got this heartbreak behind them, of course, with the Euros defeat to, to Italy in the final last year, the quarterfinal defeat this time around to France. They, they've got that kind of that ammunition to, to push them further, if you like, and they will be much well, we hope they'll be much more experienced and much stronger players, particularly Jude Bellingham, by the way, 19 years of old, already showing his leadership qualities. I'm with Joe with this one. Yes, it's gutting to be knocked out. Yes, the prospect of facing Morocco, despite what they've pulled off in this competition, was mouth-watering, with just one win away from a World Cup final at stake. 
but this squad's got a lot more to offer. You, you might think differently, Tom, and if you do, fair enough, crack at it because we've got an hour to fill. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, I think it, it's a World Cup final. Uh, sorry, World Cup semi-final, Euro final, and now obviously the quarterfinals. Not as far as we wanted to go, of course, but it does feel like we are getting closer. Um, the positive is is that we're not like a Belgium where the golden generation is coming towards the end of its peak. This is only sort of just starting. I would be shocked if three quarters, if, sorry, if any less than three quarters of that team weren't at Euro twenty twenty four. Hmm. Yeah, in uh, in eighteen months' time. Um, I think you'll probably see the majority of that squad there again in Germany um, and for the World Cup in three and a half years I'd say the majority of them should still be in that squad so um, you know it's the first first tournament for the majority of them all playing together um, I know there's a few at Euro 2020 last summer but you know you've got people like Foden and Bellingham regular starters now and um, yeah the squad's got potential and I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see that same squad near enough at Euro 24 yeah Going through the goals then, Joe, obviously we start off chronologically, why wouldn't you? Um, Tukameni, um great player, great young midfielder. Again, there's no denying the quality that France have got in their squad. Um, fantastic finish outside the box. Um, that was in the 17th minute France went 1-0 up and that stayed that way until the break and the second half came to life a little bit. But that goal, assisted by Griezmann, um, there was a lot more of the backstory to that goal in the fact that Bukayo Saka was hacked down towards their own defending box and are we being too stubborn and selfish as England fans to say that should have been a free kick and the goal shouldn't stand or is there a genuine cause to be frustrated to say actually why is VAR not intervened and rule that goal out to give us a free kick because I think Bukayo Saka had a, a, had a decent shout for that I think I think both statements can be true. You can yeah. be aggrieved the fact that it wasn't given a foul, but the moment it's not given a foul, they still have to travel the, yeah. the ball 75 yards up the pitch. Yeah. England had multiple opportunities to intercept or do something about it. So you can be frustrated that the foul wasn't given, yeah. that you, you're perfectly entitled to feel that way because, yeah, it was a foul. <laughs> But also you have to question then what came came afterwards. Yeah. There were multiple instances where England could and maybe should have have done something to stop that that shot from coming in. Yeah. So to if it makes you feel better, <laughs> um, the, the fact it was a foul on Bukayo Saka yeah. kind of doesn't matter at that point. It, it, it's irrelevant. You they had to travel the length of the pitch to score. This isn't like that foul happened on the edge of our yeah. area and then the following action put the ball in the net. So yeah, I can, it's difficult. Just, just like it didn't matter when Chiellini didn't get sent off for strangling Bukayo Saka at the final well, last I mean, year. Well, I mean that's a, that's kind of a different. Uh, again, that didn't lead that's, to a goal. But. There's not so much distance. That, that really that's because of what the context was of the, yeah. of the game and where Chiellini was playing yeah. because the, the fact that the foul is, has happened all the way down at the other end of the pitch and from I believe it was their centre half yeah. uh, of Meccano yeah. it, it was a nothing tackle yeah. that yeah you, I mean to be honest we've seen him at Fratton Park not given as well oh, so. yeah, yeah. oh it was not clear cut and, and as you quite rightfully allude to you switch on after that. You, if it's not a foul, you play to the whistle. You've got you know nine, ten men elsewhere behind the ball to, to prevent that chance from happening. So by all means, to to an extent, that's not an, an excuse, but but <laughs> you know it's it's certainly a, a big talking point from that. And you can be aggrieved as an England fan to maybe 
think that, that we were hard done by with that. 54th minute came along, Tom. England were given a penalty. Uh, Harry Kane tucked that one away. No denying that that was a foul in that instance, and I don't think the referee could have you know too many complaints about that one. Oh no, not at all. That was a, and he, to be fair to him, um, you know, he, he made a lot of wrong decisions on that night. But for that one, he pointed to the spot quickly, mm. and that was that was done and dusted. So that was pleasing to see. But you know, um, a small well, I say a small part of me, a, a big part of me was actually worried whether Kane would convert it. I know it's, the um, record is incredible, but Larice knows him inside out. Mm. Obviously playing at Spurs, but um, nonetheless, he, he tucked it away. Um, and I, I felt the same again for the second one. But you know, well, we all know what happened then. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, the uh, going back to what you were saying, the um, yeah, the decision for the penalty, yeah, it was yeah, hundred percent. No, no VAR needed on that. Nothing. That was um, that was rightfully awarded. Olivier Giroud, seventy eighth minute, made it two one to France. After, may I add as well, obviously watching the game on Saturday night, in, you know, in the pub, as I'm sure many of us were, um, the, the, the chaos that ensued, the uh, the absolute limbs when, when Harry Kane typed that one up, and you think, do you know what, Joe? Maybe we do have a chance against France. It wasn't, I don't think, personally, the worst performance we've seen England have no. in a competition over the last decade or so. I think we gave a good account of ourselves against the world champions and stood firm from minute one to 90 despite the defeat. But that gave you a glimmer of hope that, OK, we've gone one behind, we've managed to claw it back, we've got the right mentality to do so. But then it all came crashing down with Olivier Giroud, who is just a bagsman, isn't he? It's what he does. There's yeah. a reason he's the all-time record goal scorer mm. for France when you have people like Thierry Henry, yeah. um, Jean-Pierre Papin, all these greats of the game, and it's Olivier Giroud is the, the top goal scorer. He, he does what he does best there, which is get up. To be honest, he should have scored the one before, which was the yeah. volley that, yeah. that, that Jordan Pickford saved. Um, and also, let's not ignore the fact that it wasn't actually Giroud's head there was a last contact before it went in no. it happened to be Harry Maguire's yeah. arm shoulder area um, which maybe affected it but no I think you were right in what you were saying there was a belief there hmm. that, that England could get back into this they were playing better football this is not this is not the same as England going out to Brazil in 2002 hmm. this is not the same as England capitulating against Germany in South Africa. This is a different side entirely. This is a side that when they go a goal down or they go or something happens negatively against them you still believe that they are capable of winning. And I think not just us as fans feeling like that, I think the players feel that as well yeah. and that's the biggest difference. And I think a big difference as well you you, you refer to, you know, the previous squads of 2010 in South Africa, you know, 2006 and not even qualifying for the 2008 um, European Championships, but the squad you've got, the likes of you know Harry Kane plays for Tottenham, you know Marcus Rashford for Manchester United, Phil Foden for Manchester City, Sterling now at Chelsea, you know Mason Mount, all of these big players who play for different clubs in the top six, and you know Newcastle as well. They're gelling. You can see on the pitch as well as off the pitch. You see the behind-the-scenes videos and all of the content that is amazingly produced by the guys and the girls that work within the team. You can see there is a decent team cohesion between the whole bunch of them. There's no separation between certain players because they're rivalries in club tournaments. And I think perhaps that is something that let England down previously that is benefiting us benefiting us a bit more nowadays because the mentality's changed a little bit. More importantly, I think that the the squad players for England 
are regular players for their clubs. Yeah. So that we aren't now picking players that have got maybe 10, 15 games under their belt over a over the full season to go along as the the second choice right back. Mm. The second choice right back is now a world class replacement. So this is the this is the sort of thing that teams like Spain, France, Germany have all had in their their World Cup and European winning sides. This is I keep coming back to it. This is not the end for this group, and it shouldn't be the end for Southgate either. Um, I, this is going to it's going to be largely on his terms as to whether it's the end for. For Southgate, but you look at all the other teams, the, the larger teams, the Germany, Spain, Portugal, Brazil, all bend off their manager. Yeah. As soon as they got home, into a meeting. Yeah. Thanks very much. Go home. Yeah. We don't have to have that no. that investigation. Uh, and when we were talking off air before coming into the studio, Joe about the likes of Portugal, the Spains and the Brazils who have got rid of their managers so quickly mm. after their, them being knocked out of this competition. England with Gareth Southgate, we'll come on to talk about him more in part two because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people back home who want to have their say as well. But whether you want him in or, or not, if you do give him that further chance for Euro 24, maybe World Cup 26 or whatever, do England have that advantage of, of, of having this manager who's been with the squad for a lot longer than these big countries, these big nations like your Brazils and your Spains and your Portugals and your Germanys, who've got to rebuild from scratch now with a new manager, a new identity, their ageing squads. England have got this young up-and-coming squad with tournament experience and a manager who knows from inside out the heartbreak to hopefully spur them on to greater success in the future. It would be in my opinion, a no-brainer to to keep with Gareth Southgate, regardless of your opinions on his style of football, what he's achieved with this team and what he's got coming up in the future, the way they all respect him as we know they do. Come on. It's... We, we, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderfully impassioned plea to yeah. keep a man who holds his fate in his own hands. Yeah. he's He's earned that right via a semi-final a final and a defeat to the reigning world champions yeah. this, you know the, my only concern is do we have a striker that's going to be able to replace Harry Kane in two three years time that's the big question yeah okay myself Joe and Tom will be back right after the break with even more England discussion but also come on to preview Pompey's Papa John's trophy round of 16 tie against Stevenage at Fratton Park tomorrow evening you can get in touch back home as well we've got a couple of messages coming in really do appreciate that we'll come on to read those out in part two all the usual methods can be found on our website expressfm.com but don't go anywhere and join us again for a few moments time in part two this is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7. 
Express FM. Good evening, welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Footblower here on Express FM. Brought to you as always by Stagecoach across the staff. You can download the app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. Myself, Jake Smith, alongside Joe Wood and Tom Malley for this evening's instalment of the show. And so far, we've been talking about England's 2 1 defeat to reigning world champions and now current favourites to retain the tournament trophy, um, France, on Saturday evening. We'll come on later to talk about England. Uh, Pompey's Papa John's Trophy tie against Stevenage tomorrow night. Um, Tom Malley, Joe Wood, as I mentioned, alongside me this evening. Tom, you, you go from talking about a World Cup quarterfinal to a, a Papa John's Trophy round of 16 game. You, you don't get much more contrasting than that, do you? <laughs> no. You really don't. we got to be the biggest step down <laughs> overall <laughs> in football. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the only, the only positive, it means a return to action for Pompey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sort of cast our attention towards that and away from the, um, the heartbreak of England I guess but um, yeah from one cup competition to another I guess Indeed and, and hold, your, hold your thoughts we'll, be, we'll come on and talk about that in a few moments time we've still got a few um, England things to talk about um, Tom we'll come to you on this one we mentioned with Joe before the break about Gareth Southgate plenty of opinion regarding him and, and his tenure on social media as there has been really for the last you know, few months and, and perhaps since the, um, the defeat to Italy in the, in the final of the year as last year admittedly myself prior to this tournament after the 4 nil defeat to Hungary at, at Molyneux I was, I was sort of leaning towards the camp of okay maybe his time's up maybe he's not the man to lead England forward but when it comes to tournament football you, you can't deny the, the record he's got the argument is and I'm going to ask for your opinion on this the, the calibre of opposition that, that England have faced in these tournaments are you in the camp of it doesn't matter and you can't help who you're drawn against or are you genuinely of the sort of opinion that maybe we have had a uh, have we had a favourable run into be, to these tournament finals and semi-finals? I, I wouldn't say so, not after the year as last year, but th- there's certainly ways to look at this. Has Gareth Southgate been fortunate, or has he genuinely delivered some some success to his England side? Uh, On that the run spot. World Cup, where we went six games without a win, I, I thought the World Cup's his final chance, but then mm. we sort of have a... I don't know if you can call it a good World Cup campaign, because you know we didn't win anything but the the style of football and the the results and the performances changed drastically no matter the level of the opposition the team looked a million miles better than what it was in the junior uh, nations league and september nations league games um with regards to the world cup itself we looked really good and there was no reason why we could not have won the tournament however when you say when you look back at it is there really much achievement in beating Iran, drawn with the USA, beating Wales and beating Senegal? I mean, I don't really think that proves anything, to be honest. I mean, those are teams we should beat. I mean, we didn't even beat the USA. Um, yeah, there was three clean sheets. We scored a hat full of goals. Um, but then as soon as we come up against a good opposition, it doesn't work. I mean, this isn't just a good opposition. This is the world champions, fair enough. Um, but I noticed in the first half, I just thought the performance looked so different to what it was against the other teams. And like I said, obviously, this is a team that's won the World Cup. They're going to be different. But it hmm. just still raises doubts about whether we can compete with the very best. I mean, you look at the Euros. OK, we beat Germany on the way to getting there. Um, but then we had... Croatia uh, in the group stages? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Croatia in the group stages as well. But then again, we couldn't beat Scotland. But um, as soon as we got to the knockout stages, we we kicked on and we performed better um, and I was hoping that was going to be the same here I mean Harry Kane got his goal against Senegal and then when he did that against Germany in the Euros he scored for another two two matches on the mm. way to the final 
and I thought that might be the same again. It wasn't. Um, but um, no matter what anyone else thinks, there's going to be massively divided opinions. I think Southgate should stay on till Euro 24. Hmm. Whether it will or not, I don't know. But I mean, I know his contract isn't up until after the tournament, so he's more yeah. than entitled to stay. Um, the FA won't sack him. He's got no reason to be sacked. No. And, um, I, I would think, considering the Euros is only 18 months away, he should stay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Joe, you, you briefly touched upon it in, in part one as well in regards to, you know, yes, the calibre of, of opposition England have played in these tournaments. OK, um, Iran, you know, Iran, USA, Wales, Senegal, on paper, England, who are determining to win a tournament at some point, yes, you should be beating these teams. Senegal, champions of, of Africa, you know, AFCON champions, n- not a pushover by any right. Wales, and, and Tom um, alluded to it as well, Scotland and the Euros, in my opinion, home nations, I don't think it matters the calibre of, of how good they are. There's a certain edge to that that makes the game a little bit more difficult. Um, but, you know, again, this is something you brushed upon in part one. Before Southgate, you know, 2010, 2008, 2006, 2002, England were getting knocked out of these competitions by smaller smaller nations and, and Argentina and Portugal and the like. And they didn't look half as good as England are now. So... Gareth Southgate not getting the respect that maybe he deserves for not only going one better but still actually managing to beat the likes of Germany and Croatia and yeah, I think he's almost removed that <laughs> that fear of the the small nation, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I was I'll be honest, I was in the same camp as you after the the, the Nations League farce. 4-0 defeat to Hungary on home turf, by the way, the yeah. worst home defeat since the 1920s. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was very much in the same camp as you, where I, I was thinking maybe this could be... Mm. I thought his time had just naturally run its course, if, yeah. I'm, if yeah. I'm honest. It was more more than anything else. It was just maybe he, the players had outgrown the message that he was delivering. But... Um, no, I mean, historically, England have gone to World Cups, been drawn against teams like Iran, hmm. um, the US, all these smaller sides. That's really patronising, but you, you appreciate the message. Yeah, and, yeah. And then we've gone and stumbled to a 2-1 win, or we've we've hmm. drawn one all, and we've had to pull out something magnificent to, to qualify from a group. We look more comfortable now. That doesn't happen no. now. Yeah. Um, I can't... I'm, I'm surprised it didn't happen at this World Cup, if I'm honest. Yeah. That that opening game against Iran really kind <laughs> of was a statement. And I think that goes to prove as well, and this ties nicely into transitioning from talking about England to Pompey in a minute, but you, you look at the Nations League, and yes, there's a lot up for grabs in terms of, because England have been relegated, we're now in a different seeded pot for the Euro 2024 qualifications which means we've got Italy in our group, which makes it more difficult. So, yes, there is still something to play for. By no means taken away anything from the Nations League. You can call it glorified friendlies if you want. There's a certain edge to it. There's a trophy at the end of it. You've got promotion and relegation. It's something to fight for. And it probably is a bit more useful than friendlies. And it does go away into determining qualification status. But some people will view it as the... Papa John's trophy of the international scene. It is the competition that when you compare it to the Euros, you compare it to the World Cup, as fans, you probably don't care about it as much. Some of the and, nations don't care no, either. I mean, and, and some of the, yeah, exactly. Some of the big nations like you know, England are one of them. You know, relegated to League B. Probably shouldn't happen when you've got hunger in your group. No. But it has happened. They probably were more and as you've probably seen in the last month or so, more focused on the World Cup that's coming up. You see it in League One. The top teams in, in League One don't tend always to get to the final of 
the EFL trophy. Maybe that's why Pompey are doing so well this season in the trophy, because we're not doing so well in the league. But that is it. You've got these priorities, and, and clearly England's were, were towards the, the World Cup on this occasion. Yeah. Um, talk, Pompey with the... Uh, I don't know if you want to go to the... Have a, have a sneaky preview of the Stevenage game now? Yeah, I've got one email to read out from Dave Burton. I'll go and do the email. I'll, I'll do the email. Um, yeah, Dave and Liss in, in Hampshire. I really felt the winners of the England-France match would go on to win the trophy. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with you on that one. Um, Dave, now I'm supporting, and this is going to cause a bit of controversy, but I do sort of agree. He now says he's supporting Argentina in the hope that Lionel Messi would at least have a World Cup win over Cristiano Ronaldo. I only agree because I am also in the camp of Messi over Ronaldo. <laughs> That's the only reason before anyone jumps down my throat. Uh, England did great and certainly weren't helped by the referee who seemingly ignored some of the uh, tackling on the night Dave in Hampshire uh, in lists. Um, and, and yeah, go on. That is, that is Dave's opinion that England were just unfortunate and the quality in the side probably should have been good enough if they can beat France to genuinely go on and win the competition. And I think that's what hurts the most, not just being beaten by a good team. It's the prospect of, no disrespect to Morocco, these good runs come to an end at some point. Or do they? Or do they? Know. Or do they? <laughs> Can Morocco win the World Cup? That'd be an incredible... The, the, the France-Morocco game will be a spicy game. Yes. Um, a few, Obviously, given the, the historical nature of the two two countries, that will be an interesting affair. Yeah. Right, uh, one more email from Andy. He says, Hi, well, the way I saw it, the ref was a, a nightmare. I think he probably had Brazil going out by... Uh, wh why would you let Kane take the second penalty? The, the keeper knew he'd go the same side, and and, um, and why was Luke Shaw taking a three kick? So he's not too happy with some of the decisions made by England on a Saturday evening, um, and, and particularly Kane taking the second penalty. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, Larissa does know inside out from, from, of course, their time at Spurs. You could make an argument for that as well. But, unfortunately, lads, the World Cup is over. It's not over. It's over for us. It's over for England. England's <laughs> dumped out of the quarter-final stage, and now I really don't care what happens as onwards. And I really do hope Morocco <laughs> win it. It would be incredible. Um, we now move on to the, the, the big talking point, and that is Pompey's Papa John's Trophy progression. They take on Stevenage in the round of 16 tomorrow evening at Fratton Park and Stevenage themselves no walk in the Fratton Park for Pompey they are second in League 2 and before we come on to preview the game Mason Jordan has a closer look into the opposition and we're also going to hear what happened last time out at Portman Road as Pompey sealed their place in the next stage of the competition with a 2-0 victory thanks to goals from Dane Scarlett and Zach Swanson Everything we do is passionately Pompey a wonderful goal Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Players making their way out onto the pitch here at Portman Road. This fine, fine stadium. Danger here for Ipswich. Harness trying to get the shot away. Harness being closed down, laying it off to the edge of the penalty area. Forty to the far post. Great delivery! All away away with a great save. Lee coming in at the far post. He was onside. Maybe he should do better, but Oluwe Amy say. As Morsi lays it off to the left. It's on the attack. Lee lays it back into the box. There's an opportunity there if they can get a shot away. Ogilvy trying to block it off. Still there. Shot deflects up into the air. Loose. And then the header is considered a foul. And it's a free kick. Back to Lee. Lee's going to whip it in. Decent looking cross. And it's well wide. Camera 
and he'll just sneak it in between the defenders will feel he should do better there and he puts his head in his hands, 0-0. Now Ipswich go over the top and they find Jackson, he's forced wide by Morrison, just inside the penalty area, shooting opportunity, shot, he's just over the bar. Six shots to Pompey's one, but Pompey suddenly have a counter-attack here and Dale is breaking forward and if Dale can skip one challenge, he's got a chance left but it's shot straight at the keeper and then Pompey win it and there's a counter-attack on here and Dale's breaking forward, he's got Scarlett in the middle, he's got to look for him surely, Dale coming again and the loose ball will find Scarlett edge of the penalty area because of a slip, still there for Pompey, Scarlett left but it's shot and it's to the net and Dane Scarlett has got his goal, a left foot is right from the edge of the area, a bit of fortune in how the ball found its way to him, but what a good finish when it did, Ipswich nil, Portsmouth won, and Hackett's won the ball for Pompey and there's another chance breaking forward, if Hackett can square it, Dale's away, chance for Dale, Owen Dale, great save from Halaki and Ipswich are going to hack it away and Dale puts his head in his hands it was a great chance for two Freeman, he's got an option down the line and he finds Hackett what can Hackett deliver from here? chip to the far post, good delivery Morrison's forward, header across goal and it's on to the roof of the net Ipswich ball into Pompey's penalty area Pompey with the first header, not cleared away still loose in the six-yard box and Freeman decides to clear over his own crossbar for a corner kick as they drive forward with Edmondson laid off for the right, burns his cross loose in the six-yard box and put behind by Morrison for another corner still 1-0 to Pompey fans want a free kick they won't get one they might for that foul from Dale they don't and Karoma is off and Halaki's come miles out of his goal and Karoma's beaten him to it and there's an open goal but Karoma can't get the shot away and Ipswich will be able to clear it away low it bounced stuff off a defender can Pompey get it clear still there in the box but Vincent Young he's got time and space he's going to get a shot away unless Pompey can get a block in he's still going a oh, wonderful from Swanson committed defending puts a right leg out great block 1-0 Hume's alert to the run but he's not dealt with it first goes down no penalty and Ipswich can't believe it goal kick Pompey played this correctly got a chance for Swanson Swanson to end the game Pompey are going Time at Portman Road. Ipswich nil, Portsmouth two. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. What a game. Do you remember that one? Engl- uh, Pop- England? <laughs> Pompey defeating Ipswich by two goals to nil at Portman Road uh, back in November. And the uh, round of 32 of the Papa John's Trophy still regionalised at this stage of the competition. Of course, the Blues taking on Stevenage at Fratton Park tomorrow for a place in the quarter-finals up for grabs for both sides. Pompey taking on Stevenage. Seven o'clock kickoff. Not at, not at seven forty-five. Seven o'clock kickoff. Pompey live back on air from six p.m. Um, this evening, Joe Wood and Tom Malley join me to. Um, well, we've already mulled over England's defeat to France. We're going to move on now and talk about something a bit more brighter. That is the return of the Papa John's Trophy and um, a, a chance, Tom, to. Get a bit hungry. It's uh, pizza time. It's uh, Papa John's Trophy action. We've got a League Two outfit in this, in this next stage. Uh, you win that, you're two wins away from Wembley. That's uh, not a bad carrot to have over a side which is struggling for form in the league, right? Uh, no, but I wonder whether that is in the mind of Danny Cowley and um, the rest of the squad that they're two wins away from Wembley. And if it is, fair enough, but I hope it doesn't impact um, priorities in the league as well. 
Hopefully not. Of course, big game on Saturday against uh, in Milton Keynes at Fratton Park. And on Saturday afternoon, match day number 19 of the League One season. Pompey now eight from the table after not featuring uh, this weekend due to their game at Accrington being postponed. Now quite a number of points behind not only the top two, but the playoff positions as well. Still games in hand, but not points on the board. But it is Papa John's Trophy action first, taken on Steve Evans-Stevenage at PO4 tomorrow evening. And in the next part of the show, the final part of this evening's edition of the Football Hour. Myself, Joe and Tom will be back to preview that game in full as well as deliver our score predictions too. We're also going to hear that piece from Mason Jordan taking a closer look into the opponents for tomorrow night's tie. So don't go anywhere and join us again for the third and final part of tonight's edition of the show. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening, welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can either download your app now from the Apple App or Google Play Store simply by searching for Stagecoach, or you can visit their website, stagecoachbus.com. For even more information on the services they provide, live timetables as well as locating your nearest bus stop as... Also, they're also providing information on what they are doing to provide a cleaner and greener transportation service for not only Portsmouth, but Hampshire and across the South Coast as well. Myself, alongside Joe Wood and Tom Malley for this evening's edition of the show, just over 15 minutes to get in touch. If you haven't done so already, we want your score predictions for Pompey's Papa John's Trophy tie with Stevenage, Fratton Park tomorrow evening, as well as anything else you'd like to add to the panel as well. Just if you want to say hello, wish us a Merry Christmas or ask us any questions 81400 our text number start your messages with the word express email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm if you're on twitter or visit facebook.com forward slash pompey live and I wasn't joking about wishing us a Merry Christmas, by the way. I, I say that because Jill in Portsmouth has done so. Thank you very much, Jill. Happy Christmas to you all. Um, <laughs> you can't rely on, on chances, penalties to win. If a team played well, when they should have scored from open play. Jill in Portsmouth. I think she's referring to England. I hope so anyway. But yeah, fair enough. But thank you very much for your Christmas wish. Happy Christmas to yourself as well. Jill, 13 days away. And whilst we're on the subject um, of Christmas as well, you heard in the ad break just a few moments ago, the Advent Giver away is of course back this year here on Express FM. If you've entered for the Advent giveaway, which you can do so on expressfm.com at any stage so far this month and you've not won yet, fear not because your entry will still remain until the Advent giveaway concludes in just under two weeks time. So if you've not won yet, do not worry, you still are entered into the competition for the remainder of the month. If you haven't done so yet, it's a great opportunity to win some fantastic prizes. Uh, Ian James revealing the next winner of the Advent giveaway on day 13 tomorrow morning on Express Breakfast. Head to expressfm.com for even more information. A very lucky winner today, winning uh, Pompey tickets for a Pompey home game in 2023. Speaking of tickets... Um, Pompey tickets away for Tottenham Hotspur in the FA Cup went on sale this morning. 
good luck to anyone who got some. 8.8 thousand. Tickets yep. for the new hot, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium went on sale at 10 o'clock this morning for um, season ticket holders and members with at least 10 um, loyalty points to their name. Um, there has been a bit of a bit, bit of confusion, a bit of um, yeah, some, some disgruntled scenes in regards to trying to get tickets today. Uh, I think the website went down. I think there was some. Yeah, some frustration in getting them. I know Portsmouth have um, have released some statements on their Twitter and, and social media platforms as well as their website as well, but I do believe that um, everything should be up and running um, as of this moment in time, and we do know that the club are doing their very, very best to ensure that this doesn't happen again in the future. We can hope anyway um, more ticketing issues at Pompey, but they are now on sale, and I believe from now onwards you can now buy tickets if you've got more than 10 loyalty points um, to your name as well. Not yet sold out, 8,000. 800 tickets for the trip to Tottenham on the 7th of January 12.30 kickoff in the FA Cup but it's not the FA Cup we're talking about tonight is it Joe? It's something less prestigious with Papa John's Trophy although Pompey have got a decent record of it in the last couple of years we mentioned before the break three wins until Wembley we've got Stevenage tomorrow they are second in League 2 and you mentioned off air they are scoring goals for fun you they didn't quite put it in that, in that fashion. No, no, I didn't. But um, they scored a lot of goals. They are. They are scoring a lot of goals. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really care about the result tomorrow. I just need Pompey to actually play well. Yeah. We, we're at the point now where they just need to start producing some performances and then the results are going to follow. Um, this seems like a perfect opportunity to get that good performance in the legs get them going again um it's been uh i think it was nine days since they've last played yeah it would have been nine days yeah um yeah. that game since at wickham, wickham. yeah oh. um <laughs> thanks for reminding us yeah, yeah sorry um and if if they don't put out a first team tomorrow night or several first team players tomorrow night those players then won't have played for almost two weeks yeah, competitive yeah. football for two weeks so you can look at that one or two ways it's a good opportunity to rest get a good rest into them mm. get them to decompress and go away from the from the, the setup for a while get a bit of the noise out um, or it's a good opportunity to prove themselves exactly yeah. that yeah. get themselves in there and, and show that they can be the creative force that they were at the beginning of the year and I think given the injury crisis and what we've seen Danny Cowley name um, his lineups in this competition particularly at Ipswich they've been strong teams um, I don't think necessarily Danny Nicky Cowley have got much option but to, to play a lot of these first teamers because of the amount of players oh, yeah. we've got up injured to be fair but yes totally um, I totally agree with that one that, that there's a lot to prove tomorrow night against a very decent uh, Stevenish side by the way unbeaten in six league matches um, and a few more in all competitions as well. We're going to hear more from Mason Jordan in just a second. One final word from Tom before we do so. Um, Tom, one player I would like to see tomorrow evening at Fratton Park, as much as I totally agree with what Joe's saying in regards to a lot of the first teamers playing who, who probably will play against MK Dons on Saturday to prove a point that they can get a win under their belts and, you know, bring that confidence and momentum back up yes one player I want to see is someone who has won two gold of the month competitions already this season he's playing for the academy we've seen him in the Papa John's Trophy already this season Kobe Motto a fantastic player and if anyone deserves his chance at Fratton Park this season it's him yeah well, he scored against um, Southampton in the Hampshire yeah. Cup didn't he? Yeah. oh yeah yep. Yeah. Um, it's a 
very positive sign to see that we've already got someone coming through who can find the back of the net, as you said, two Gold of the Month uh, awards consecutively. Um, was it consecutively? Uh, I believe it was October and December. Oh, uh, oh, oh. October and November, yeah. Yeah, consecutively. Oh, yeah. It was. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 100% it will be the exact perfect type of game that he should be introduced in, if possible. I mean, even if he's just called up to the matchday squad and left on the bench, but at least he's involved in that... Um, Sort of situation, it will it will do him wonders. Um, Cowley's obviously aware of his capabilities already. Whether he plays tomorrow or not, I don't know. Um, if he's included in the squads and maybe we're three nil up or whatever, you know, if that's we are three nil up, um, then yeah, I don't see why not. Why he won't be given a chance? I know Cowley is a big fan of um, youth. Um, you know, shows in the signings of people he brings into the squad anyway. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. But like I said, it, it depends. Um, I personally think. <clears throat> We should go full strength tomorrow. We haven't played for nine days, and we've got a big game that we need to be prepared for on Saturday, yeah. regardless of whether there's risk of injuries. If so, he might struggle to get involved. But um, nonetheless, I'd like to see him in the matchday squad. Totally. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Joe. We'll be back with you guys in just a few moments' time for the final thoughts and score predictions for tomorrow's uh, visit of Stevenage in the Papa John's Trophy. Round of 16 at Fratton Park. And we've spoken a bit about Pompey and we've alluded to uh, how decent Stevenage are this season under new manager Steve Evans, second in League Two. And now more on the side who will look to cause an upset at Fratton Park. We've got Mason Jordan. The Blues are winless in five league matches and have slumped down to eighth as a result of last Sunday's 2-0 defeat at Adams Park. Up next is Papa John's Trophy round of 16 action at PO4. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Wickham Wanderers inflicted Pompey's third league defeat of the season last time out with Anis Mometi and Gareth McCleary scoring either side of the break little over a week ago. A League Two side now stand in the way of the Blues and a place in the quarterfinals of the Papa John's Trophy. Stevenage, the midweek visitors to Fratton Park. Manager. Glaswegian gaffer Steve Evans is now in charge of Stevenage, having been dismissed by Gillingham when they were struggling in League One back in January. Evans took the role at the Lamech Stadium in March, with the side sat 22nd in League Two, a bit too close to comfort of the relegation zone. They survived and are now thriving at the top end of the division, with a former Rotherham and Leeds boss currently achieving a win percentage of 64 0.1% at Stevenage. One to watch. A one to watch this time is striker Danny Rose, who has claimed eight goals and three assists across all competitions so far this term, including two strikes in the Papa John's Trophy. The forward, who celebrated his 29th birthday on Saturday, linked up with Steve Evans at Stevenage back in May, signing on a permanent deal from Northampton Town. Rose has already equaled the number of league goals he scored in a Northampton shirt and in 55 fewer games too. 32 is the number worn by Danny Rose, who is not to be confused with the midfielder who helped guide Pompey to promotion from the fourth tier back in 2017. Top scorer. While all three of Danny Rose, Luke Norris and Jordan Roberts have each bagged five goals in the league so far this term, it's Norris who can claim the accolade of being Stevenage's highest scorer in all competition, having scored one Carabao Cup and three FA Cup goals as well. The 29-year-old, who donned squad number nine, last found the back of the net in Stevenage's 5-0 league win over Barrow on December the 2nd. He joined his hometown club in January of 2021 on an initial contract until the end of that season from Colchester United, but extended his stay in the summer. Current form. Unbeaten in the last six league games, Stevenage are currently flying high in second place in League Two, 10 points clear of Barrow in fourth. 
Their unbeaten run in 19-minute matches stretches to 10 across all competitions. Last tasting defeat on October the 22nd. That a late 3-2 loss at home to Northampton Town. In the Papa John's Trophy this season, Steve Evans' side claimed a maximum nine points in the group, which consisted of Wickham, Peterborough and Tottenham Hotspur under-21s, before seeing off Arsenal youngsters in the knockout round before this one. Last time out, Stevenage were held to a 0-0 draw by Mansfield Town in the league on Saturday, who will claim their spot in the quarter-finals. All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Mason Jordan mentioning quarter-finals. Mason, it's barely been three days, man. We don't want to be talking about quarterfinals, but unfortunately we do have to because if Pompey do beat Stevenage tomorrow night at Fratton Bar, they will um, seal their place in the quarterfinals of the Papa John's Trophy um, for, for what would be um, well, a countless amount of times in how many years. Of course, two finals, 2019-2020. That one's, of course, delayed till 2021 against Salford. Can the Blues get to Wembley again for what would be a third time in four years? It would be quite a phenomenal achievement. Danny Cowley, of course already won the competition with Lincoln City whilst they were in League 2 a number of seasons ago Joe great number of stars isn't it it almost feels necessary doesn't it it feels necessary to sneak in the playoffs at the end of the season 6th or 5th win the Papa John's Trophy we do love a pizza cup run yeah Um, do you know what right when it comes to the Papa John's Trophy Yes, the priority is the league. The bread and butter is the league. The FA Cup as well. You, those are the two competitions you want to be progressing in. But that game against Sunderland at Wembley, that was one of, one of, not the, <laughs> one of the best experiences I've had following this club. I don't care about the competition. It was just a, a fantastic day. Well, I think I said it a couple of times ago. No one cares about it until about the semi-finals. No, exactly. The semi-finals and the quarter-finals, then I will care. Um, we're almost at that point, which is why I said earlier, I don't really care about the result. I just want a good performance yeah. tomorrow. Um, that, to me, is the most important thing, that we do actually put a good performance in yeah. tomorrow. Uh, Mason mentioned it, Tom, within that piece that, that Stevenage and, and, and myself and Joe mentioned it a few moments ago before that, that, that feature that they scored goals. Um, that isn't really reflective of the weekend. They drew nil-nil with Mansfield. But, but besides from that, they are one of the top goal scorers in League Two. They're 10 points clear of fourth, which, of course, is the, the, the sort of top playoff positions. They're doing very, very well. And um, they, they scored five against Barrow in, the, in their, in their, in their kind of previous game before the weekend. They've got some attacking threats, not to mention Danny Rose, the top goal scorer. Um, it, 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 well, not, well, he's not the top goal scorer in all competitions, but he's the joint top goal scorer in the league with five, and they've got three players on five goals this season. Pompey, apart from Colby Bishop, I don't think they've got anyone who's scored more than three. So, Tom, this is not a game where you think, OK, Papa John's trophy against the League Two team, it's an easy win. It's not, at all. No, and I can guarantee that um, Steve Evans will be coming to Fratton Park looking to pull off a shock and knock us out of the competition um, especially after them comments he made about us uh, after the Gillingham game away game last season he said something or other in the news about how we should always be winning with the facilities we have and everything like that so we'd definitely like to get another one over us I'm sure um, yeah I think they were battling relegation again last season he's had some turnaround um, and it looks like they're probably on their way to being promoted. So, yeah, they're definitely going to be a threat and um, we shouldn't take it too easily. 
Not so. Okay, score prediction time. It is now, lads. I'm afraid. <laughs> Joe, you, you've been on the show. This is you, 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 what your third time. Your hat yeah. trick, and you, you've had a decent run of predicting these games. So we're hoping you're going to be predicting a win. <clears throat> well, I I am going to predict a win. I am, and it's going to be three two because mm. I think I we're not brilliant at the back currently, <laughs> and um, they do score. Stephen do score quite a few goals. But we really need a good performance, and I think this is the moment we're going to get it, and that's where why we'll win three two. And it's going to be Kobe Motto, isn't it? Scoring the winner. I think you'll get. Yeah, I think yeah. you will get one if he gets gets on the pitch. Obviously. Of course, of course. Uh, Joe, it's been fantastic to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And um, I'm, we will hear from you again soon. It won't be before Christmas, so have yourself a fantastic <laughs> holiday period. Thank you very and much. we will see you again in the new year. Thank you very much. Um, Tom Malley, yourself calling in from back home. Likewise, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you very much for calling in. Yeah, always a pleasure, mate, whenever. And uh, just to round things off, your score prediction, please, if you may. I reckon it's going to be a strong lineup. Um, I'm going to go for a 2 1 Pompey win. 2-1 Pompey win says Tom Malley back home Tom thank you very much uh, Joe thank you as well thank you a big thank you to everyone who got in touch on the social media platforms as well before we do go one final tweet from Lee Davis win tomorrow another step closer to a Wembley trip let's get the win you blues gutted about England just seeing the referee has been kept on for the semi-finals what a joke says Lee Davies on Twitter and one last one to go on from Josh Knight who says England at least they brought Dave the cat home which is a fantastic point if you've not seen the story go and google it go and search on social media it's absolutely heartwarming the England side um, finding a stray cat in Qatar and they've done all the necessary paperwork got them the jabs and they will be bringing Dave the cat home they won't be bringing football home of a World Cup trophy, which arguably probably would have been the, the better option, but they are bringing Dave the Cat home. And now we go to Euro 2024, hopefully with a bit more of a chance of winning a competition. Well, that is it for the Football Hour this evening. I'm afraid that is it for our um, sort of coverage of the World Cup as well, of course, with semi-finals happening this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, you've got Argentina against Croatia. And then on Wednesday evening, you've got France against Morocco, the final on Sunday evening in Qatar as well but tomorrow despite the semi-final of the World Cup there is a bigger game happening at Fratton Park the Blues take on Stevenage for a place in the quarterfinals of the Papa John's Trophy and three wins away now at Danny Cowley's side from a potential trip to Wembley you can join us here on Pompey Live from 6 o'clock tomorrow evening it is a 7 o'clock kickoff, so just over 24 hours until that one kicks off at Thratton Park well that's it from us tonight I'm afraid thank you very much to my guests thank you to everyone who tuned in and got in touch on my social media platforms thank you to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another season of the show here on Express FM well the Soft Rock Show with Jeff and Ada is coming right after the news at 7 we'll be talking to Dire Straits founding member John Ilsley on this evening's show Kevin Stokes returns with that 80 show between 9 and 11. Pompey Live of course back tomorrow from 6 o'clock and I'll be back with two more Blues fans for the next instalment of the Football Hour this Friday from 6 o'clock to preview the visit of Milton Keynes to Fratton Park in League One. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic week Pompey fans. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Stay safe. Play at Pompey and good night.